Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point. I am Vin Abenu, and I'm joined by Howard Cross, former New York Giants tight end and current radio broadcaster, sideline reporter for Giants broadcasts throughout the course of the season. We're talking football, NFL draft coming up uh, later on this month. So we'll see what uh, what Big Blue ends up doing there. But uh, Howard, is, as we dive into it here, and you've had a chance to kind of look back at the season that was, the first year with Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, uh, what were the biggest things that stood out to you about how the Giants progressed? Uh, I thought it was a really good good uh, offensive output, even though they didn't score a lot of touchdowns and they didn't turn the ball over a lot. Danny made leaps and bounds. He was able to move the ball around the field. Uh, Saquon kind of had a, a bounce back here after being injured for, for, for a good while. Uh, still don't have like a real dominant receiver, but they made do with what they had, and they, they were able to stay in games. I like Wink's uh, defense. Uh, only thing he, he really has been harping on is that he needs to find guys that can stop the run so that he can actually like you know do all the things he likes to do in the past pass defense. I thought they played together. I thought the first game of the season, them going for it on fourth down and scoring a touchdown kind of set the tone for their entire season. I, I think that they did a good job that way, and they're they're impressed and happy with how they were doing things. So, it's, you know, it's, it's a good moment for, for the Giants. They're, they're heading in the right direction. I'm hoping that they kind of stay in that direction. Uh, by that, I mean that, you know, the hardest thing to do is to, quote, unquote, Keep that momentum going because you're going to get a harder schedule. You get some harder things to do this following year. What did you see out of Daniel Jones? Obviously, he gets the four-year contract extension about a month ago, um, and so he's back. The the Giants uh, bring back Barkley on uh, for for at least one more year. So, what are your thoughts on Jones and Barkley with how those contracts were were put together in the off season and what they could um, look like in the future? Well, Jones, I get a lot of questions about Jones. You know, was he worth this this amount of money? I'm like, that's just the market. Uh, and what I mean by that, it's really just the market. People don't realize that quarterbacks are going to be making over $40 million all over the place, uh, and, it, and it won't look like a real contract in two years. When Burrow does his, Lee, Lee does his contract, and whoever else has their contract from Herbert and whoever else is coming up, these young guys come up, their contracts are coming through the roof. And the salary cap is going up, taking a major jump over the next couple of years as well. So all these things are good factors uh, for the NFL. It's a very healthy league. and They're doing well. Um, I think Daniel made some incredible strides. I thought that Dayball challenged Daniel all, all through camp uh, where he would make things easier for the quarterback that was behind him, uh, whether it was Tyrod Taylor or whoever in practice, and then when Daniel would get up, he would have him run the same plays and then change the defense just to try to throw him off to see how he would react to it. So it was, you know, it was well planned out. They 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 kind of got their guy and see and they see how he is. I know the Giants have some, you know brought back some of the receivers like Slayton and you know made some other uh, receiver signings. Hodgins is back. Uh, but do you think that the Joe Shane and company will really focus hard on the draft and, I guess, whatever else in free agency? Because I know the wide receiver market is a little thin in terms of free agency here, but do you see them making a big splash early in the draft with going after receivers? I mean, you got the kid out of you got the kid out of Ohio State in Jig, but you got the kid out of TCU. Uh, you got the kid out of Boston College, the kid from USC. Uh, outside the kid from TCU, there's not a really – bigger receiver in the draft uh, that's supposed to be like 
just some big time guy. Most of the guys are smaller guys. Uh, to, but to credit that, you know, Coach Dayball, Coach Brady with a bunch of small receivers and a big tight end. So you know, I think it's, I think the premium is going to be on. Uh, if I had to guess, probably more on the guys getting really open instead of them being these big 50-50 guys. I've always said when I hear someone says he's a great 50-50 ball catcher, I said, yeah, that's great, but he's not open. Mm. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's just not open. If he's saying he's 50-50, he has no separation. That means he's trying to fight for the ball, which is great, but quarterbacks don't like throwing the ball to guys like that. It's it's good. Yeah, they want want guys like they, they can trust getting the ball to down the field. <laughs> they, they want you to be open, like you're right. Run a shake or whatever you're running, and you're wide open. It's easier to throw the ball to you if you're running side by side with a guy, and I got to throw it over that guy to the outside your outside shoulder to the sideline. That's not all. You can jump up and spin and make the catch, but that's usually not the catch the throw I want to make. <laughs> uh, right, right, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> try, try to get both guys on the same page. They were trying to get something going offensively, especially in the the passing yeah. game. Uh, when it comes when it comes to tight end, uh, we're talking about Howard Cross, uh, Giants broadcaster, former Giants tight end. Uh, they brought in Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger. I, I thought looked good for a rookie. I know he missed some time with that freak eye injury. Uh, but what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on the current Giant, Giants tight end situation, having Waller and having Bellinger? I know they brought back Lawrence Cager as well. Do you think they've solidified the tight end spot? Well, they, they've got these tight ends. Uh, Bellinger is a great inline player. He can block. He does a very good job of that. He He's able to get down the field and get open. He's not like a serious deep deep threat, but he's an you know, intermediate receiver. He does a really good job. As far as, as Waller Cup is concerned, if this kid stays healthy, he'll be the most dominant tight end in the league. And that's just how he is. He's he's fast. He runs like a four four five. He's tall. He's got great hands. But if he his only uh, you know bugaboo is that he gets he gets injured. If he can stay healthy, like you know, more than like play more than twelve games, play play the whole season, he will change the kind of the outcome of the season drastically because guys can't cover him. He's too big. He, he's too. His body's too big. He runs. He runs routes too well. He's he's fast. And he's too. You know. He's tall. It, it's all, everything that's a problem for a defensive back, uh, safety, or even a linebacker is is this kind of tight end that can move that fast. And, and they they still need to. I think need to ad- finish addressing the offensive line. I mean, I like Thomas. I like Neil. Um, I think Neil. It may be a little bit better going into year two here, but in terms of interior alignment, what are what do you, what are your concerns with how things look right now, and what do you think the Giants still need to do to address the offensive line to give Jones and Barkley and everybody a little bit more protection? Well, one thing they got to do, they got to figure out if they're going to take one one of those guards they have, Brennison or whoever, and move him inside and let him play uh, let him play center. Uh, the, the biggest the biggest point of contention they're going to have is who's going to play center and do they have a good backup at that position because last year they, they, they wound up rotating several guys through and the interior of the line was it was struggling uh, you know Neil played on a bad played on a bad knee for about and I think the last half of the season he got better towards the end but for a while there he was out there on a turnstile with that one leg on the ground mm. but so the, the, the interior of the offensive line is a, is a spot they need to have Probably the biggest upgrade if they can physically find a way to get guys that can that can not just be 
as we would call service or utility guys, the guys that are like true starters and they can build from that, then they're going to have a good, they're going to have a good, a better season. Uh, that's that's the biggest part. Pressure is pressure, but pressure up the middle is, is depth for a quarterback in a run game. Where where do you think the do you think the Giants set the bar you know, a little bit higher because of the way they finished? Like okay, they got into the playoffs, they beat Minnesota, they took advantage of you know a defense that wasn't that great, um, and then they kind of got I guess put back down to earth by against the Eagles in the, in the second round there. But how good do you think the Giants could be? I know we're here in April, uh, but how good do you think the Giants can end up being? Do you think that there's more pressure for them to uh, be a little bit better in the season to come and you know, compete with Philadelphia in that division? I think realistically, if you, if you look at it, I think that they're going to have better, better, they're going to play better teams. That's, that's one. When you have a better record, you catch a few better teams in, in your next year's schedule. I think next year Philadelphia takes a huge step back because the defense is going to be depleted. Uh, so many guys left. I'm sure they got some young guys that, that are coming up, but, you know, they just lost a lot of guys defensively. And but their offense is still going to be pretty strong and potent. Uh, they'll still be scoring close to 30 points a game. So you know it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to outscore teams next year. Uh, Dallas, on the other hand, is you know they're they're kind of loading up, trying to get ready to go. And you know Mike McCarthy is basically taking back over the play calling. Does that mean they're willing to run the ball a little bit more and take the ball out of Dak's hands? Is Dak kind of got loose with the ball a little bit last year, hmm. especially in the second half of yep. the season. <laughs> uh, and then there's Washington. Washington is a really good team, specifically defensively, but I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah. They don't know who their quarterback's going to be. they got a bunch of guys down there. So if you look at it from that standpoint, the Giants have a chance to like really make some noise basically in the division. The problem is, is can they can they get enough guys to stop the run and do it? Because they can't stop the run it's like you're going to beat some teams, you're going to lose to some teams. If you can stop the run and make teams more one-dimensional, all of a sudden you're a dominant, and I mean a real dominant team in our division. Howard, from the from the stand, uh, fan perspective and everything, or from the outside looking in, I mean, it looks like this was a Giants team last year with a bunch of guys that got along well, had some fun and everything. From, from your perspective, from your uh, covering the games on the sidelines and getting to talk with the players and coaches and everything, what was your sense about where this team chemistry is? Where is the, the Giants players and the coaches? I mean, is this a team that you think is a cohesive unit that going into the 23 season can just kind of pick up where they left off? And, you know, how, how important is that to have that camaraderie? Yeah, I think I think they're a team that's going to pick up where they left off uh, from the camaraderie standpoint. I think Coach Dable is like a down-to-earth, solid guy. He, you know, he kind of changed the culture, not just of the team, but of, of the whole organization. He, he, you can see him coming in and sitting down with the with the you know the assistants and from upstairs or anyone. It's not just assistant coaches. He's he's hanging out with everybody. He talks to everybody. Everybody loves talking to him. It's a it makes things easier when you have like a almost like a family like small neighborhood kind of kind of a scenario and uh howard before i let you go what are some of the the things you're looking forward to watching the rest of the off season and into training camp as uh, the giants get set to uh you know take the field again later this year uh hopefully what i'm going to see this off season they're going to pick up a receiver or somebody's going to stand up and know say i want to be that alpha number one guy that would be great i'd like to see uh, some interior linemen uh, offensively 
uh, come in and, 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 like, say, I want to be the number one guy and, and fight to be that guy that wants to be on the field and starts. I want to see who they're going to find out can play uh, that deep tackle position and get and give Dexter Lawrence and Leo some, some breaks. If they can find all that out, then I think that's that's going to be the biggest part of it. And, and I'm really interested in this draft to see, are they going to wind up taking a receiver uh, in, in the first pick? Are they going to wind up taking an interior lineman? Howard, appreciate your your insight um, and your time this morning on uh, Short Sports Talk, breaking down the Giants here in the offseason, and uh, we'd definitely love to have you on again in the future. I appreciate it. Have a great one. You as well. That is former New York Giants tight end and Giants radio broadcaster Howard Cross. More Short Sports Talk on 94.3 The Point right after this. Whether you are in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity. Shoreline's system is straightforward. They will understand your financial circumstances, identify goals, analyze current plans, and customize a path to position you to reach your goals. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA. SIPC.